Let us get to the Word of God. Today I want to share something very special to you. Most of the time we all come to church, we worship God, and then we go. We all come together, we, and we have our hands lifted up, we glorify God, we exalt God, we show that we are happy. But deep within us, deep within us, there is a vacuum deep within us. And nobody sees that. Nobody knows that. Sometimes even your husband do not know what pain you are having, or even your wife does not know it. The children do not know what parents are going through. You're working in your office, even your boss does not know, but you have the smile in your face. And everyone thinks it is well with my soul, but deep inside there is a vacuum. The title of my message today for exhortation is, Why Carry Your Burden? Why Carry Your Burden? We are not supposed to carry our burdens. None of us are supposed to carry. But you know, even you could say there will be at least 90% of us knowingly, unknowingly carry our burdens. We come to church, we glorify God, we praise God, we do everything. And the burden could be anything. But the moment we go out, we take it, we put it on our shoulder and we say, there's nobody to share this. Because the truth has still not set us free. Even though it has set us free, we have no knowledge of the truth to set us free. The enemy has blinded us. So, I'm going to, when we talk about burdens, I'm talking about a heaviness of the heart, heaviness of the spirit, and heaviness of the soul that pulls us down. This heaviness draws us. Outside we look good, but inside there is a heaviness. And this heaviness affects three places of our life. Number one, it affects us emotionally. It affects affects us mentally, and it affects us also spiritually. That heaviness pulls us down in these three areas. So with that in mind, I want you to think of this. With keeping that in mind, when burdens come, how do we handle them? We all will have burdens. We Nobody is exempt from it. But the question is, when burdens come, how do we handle them? Number one, According to God's word, do we handle them? Number two, we handle them by complaining all around. And sometimes you may not complain to your loved one that you have a burden, but you will complain to someone else of your burden. Or the third one, do you try to run away from your burden? How do we handle it? Going to God? Complaining? Or trying to run away. God knows the load limit for each and every one of our burdens. And it is out of his character to burden you without supporting you with the strength and the wisdom you need to take on. Amen? Although all of us would like to get rid of our burdens. We all want to get rid of our burdens. That's what we want to do. But we do not realize that sometimes... Afflictions are good for us. And they are given by God for our good. 
Afflictions are sometimes good and they are given to us for a special reason. So, how do I deal with these circumstances that are so difficult in life? How do I deal with them? What does the word of God talks about when I am afflicted in various ways? What is the word of God? Number one, let us look. Number one, point number one, what is God-given burden? What is God-given burden? That's the first thing that I want us to look, look at. God gives us burdens, and I'm going to show you. In the Old Testament, sometimes we read about burden of the Lord came to a prophet. The prophet was burdened. And we find that in the book of Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, or other prophets. We find that the Lord had placed a burden on their life. So what that meant was that these people would receive a very divine communication message from God, something they called as an oracle of God. These prophets would receive something called an oracle of God given to them for a purpose either to warn a nation or to warn a person. The oracle of God, the burden of God would come strong upon these prophets until, because that's the burden that God has put in their hearts, go and pronounce my judgment, my salvation, to turn around, to rebuke. And these prophets carried that. Two examples I'll give you. We know the life of Jonah. He received an oracle of God for an entire nation. And then we find another one, just for an individual, we find the life of Philip. When Philip received a very special thing, because God was interested in a nation, but in order to have a nation saved, he had to save a person. And that Ethiopian was there, the oracle of God came. And, his, and, and that was manifested in its own way, in God's way. Prophets normally felt absolutely necessary to deliver the message of God for some reason unknown to them. You may feel a strong urge, and I'm, I'm sure many of you, sometimes you'll have a very strong urge or a desire in your heart, a desire to witness to somebody. You think that is from yourself, and that is not from you. The Lord has placed that in your heart. He has placed that in your heart for you to go and witness to somebody. Until that takes place, there's that heaviness of what God has put in you, because you are now connected to heaven, you feel his heartbeat. You become his mouthpiece. You become his hands and his feet till you do that. Sometimes you have a burden. God places a burden for you to pray for a special person. That's the reason in the night he wakes you up. What do you think? Do you think you're waking up with your own strength to pray for somebody? No. That's the burden of the Lord that wakes you up in the night and tells you, wake up. You need to pray because that's a longing I'm having for that person. And you wake up there. Sometimes the burden of the Lord is in a different way. It comes upon you where you want to go and help somebody financially. Share with them. It could be anything. Or you want to help for a cause. That is what you call the burden of the Lord getting manifested to the one who is connected to heaven. That's the main thing. The one who is connected to heaven gets this burden constantly. Amen? That heaviness is a burden from God and it's for a good reason. He wants to do something through you for the, for the glory of his name. Amen? 
The second one, we've seen what is God's given burden. The second one, we'll see how to respond to God-given burdens. How do you respond to a burden that comes to you? Most of the time, and even it's for Christians, God's given burden to us. What do we want to do? We want to get rid of it because we feel this is too hard for me. I have to get rid of this burden. And sometimes we even rebuke it. This is not my portion. This is the work of the pastor. This is the work of the leaders. It's not a burden for me. However, God places this burden. He puts it in our lives so that it can accomplish something very important even in our lives as much as it's important for that person. Amen? I'll show you a a scripture. Let us turn our Bibles to Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. And look at verse... 11. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 11. The Bible says, And Moses said to the Lord, Why are you treating me, your servant, so miserable? What did I do to deserve the burden of the people like this? Look at the cry Moses is asking God. Why are you treating me like this? That I should be having this burden for these people. Look at one more verse. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. But I like, I like what Moses did. I want to show you what Moses has done. Look at one more verse of the burden that God puts upon man. Verse 17. It says, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Amen. Now, what I like in Moses' life, when we get a burden, what do we do? We go and tell it to somebody, and we want someone else to do something about it. But Moses, so beautiful, even though he was so much oppressed with this burden, he went back to God and he says, this burden is too much for me. This burden is too much for me. I can't take it alone. It's not easy. Maybe tomorrow, one day, if you sit with pastor and ask pastor, Ask Pastor Abraham, Pastor Abraham, how is it for you to lead us? See, you will never know what he is going through. He might smile at you. He might talk to you nicely, but you will never know what that man is going through with 450 people. Think of Moses with millions. But God laid it on his heart. And that's the reason it's very important for us to lift up the man of God the men of God in our church, it is not easy for them to carry us. We will never know the tears that they shed before God. And yet we find fault in many areas. When we run away from God's will to do God's purpose, we will end up in disaster when we try to run away. The first thing you need to do to respond to God-given burden in your life, you need to submit it to God back again. Amen? You need to obey Submit to God. God, this burden is too much. I'm not able to take it. I'm not able to take it. 
go back to God and say, God, I'm giving it back to you. Therefore, it's important for us to understand one thing, that not all burdens are bad for us, but they are good for us because they direct us to fulfill God's purpose in our life. Amen? My third point now I want to share is there are different kinds of burdens. There are different kinds of burdens. We've seen what is a burden. We've seen how to respond to a burden. And now let us look at the different type of burdens. Of all burdens, not all are from God. Now you must understand that. The moment you have a burden, don't say immediately this is from God. All burdens are not from God. All burdens are not from your husband or your wife. I'm going to show you there are different type of burdens. For example, self-reproach. That is guilt inside you. Because of some sin that you have committed, you carry that burden. And that is devastating because nobody knows because you're carrying the sin yourself. You have not shared it to anybody. You have not gone to Christ and you carry that burden within you. It could be a lie, constantly telling lies. And sometimes you're afraid you will be caught one day, stealing, cheating. And you, you continue to do it continuously. And you think, nobody, but deep inside, you're getting eaten up. You're getting eaten up. And you're afraid someday this truth is going to come out. And you go and Satan takes control of you. Let us look at the scripture, Psalm 38, verse 4. Psalm 38, verse 4. The Bible says, for my, Psalm 38, verse 4. Mm-hmm. You've seen that? My guilt has come upon me so much as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Some people unnecessarily carry someone else's burden. It's not yours to carry, but simply you want to carry someone else's burden. My sister, do you know what's happening in that house? How sad. That person's not worried. That person has gone to God. You want to carry it and walk about. Don't carry someone else's burden if it's God has not given that to you. Do not. There are some ignorant people, I'm sorry to use this word, there are some ignorant people carry burdens because of false doctrine and false theology that they are taught, unless you, you do these rituals, you will go to heaven. And they carry that burden all the days of their life. Foolishly. Because they have believed something that is wrong, and they carry it. Now, yet, regardless of whether it is real or false, it will affect you mentally, physically, spiritually, and psychologically. It will affect you. There are other types of burden as well. The burden of an unbearable sickness you might have. Or you might know somebody in your family who is very close to you, who is suffering of a sickness, and you are carrying that burden. That is one. There's also a burden of losing a loved one. Somebody that you love very much, you have lost. And you carry that for a long time. In fact, there are issues that people have that we can't possibly explain why they carry that burden. Brethren, we may be coming to church every week, but yet many of us are filled with burdens in our life. And today I pray in the name of Jesus that none will walk out without shedding and giving your burden to Christ today. 
Amen. Today is the day of deliverance for you. Today is the day of salvation for you. Today is the day that God has set a time for you to be set free from all burdens in Jesus' name. So the question, number fourth point is, how do I respond to the other kinds of burdens? Now, how will I respond to those other kinds of burdens? Number one, the beautiful scripture that I love very much is found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 20. Let us open our Bibles, and I want to show you something that God can set you free through the Holy Spirit by seeing his scripture, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. One minute. Who, who he said to come to? Please answer me that. Who's answering? Jesus says, Now, if Jesus is saying, Come to me, please don't go to someone else in the name of Jesus. You got it? Come to me. That's the first thing. Underline that. Yes, my brother. Wait one minute. Come to me who? It does not say if you are a believer, unbeliever, you are a murderer, you are a liar, you are a thief. No, 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 no. And it doesn't say that you are well, holy. It says all. So today, that case is whoever you are, whatever be your situation, it's, the call is for everybody. It says, come to me all. all. Yes, my brother. All who are burdened. One minute. All who are weary. All who are burdened, no matter what, today is your day of being setting free in Jesus' name. Because he says, all who are burdened, yes, my brother. And I will give you rest. One more thing he says, when you come to me, I will do one thing for you. The first thing that I will do for you, I will take you and I will give you rest. Why? Because you are carrying this burden for such a long time. You are, you are so troubled. You do not know what to do. You are troubled. You are vexed. You want to even end your life. He says, first thing, I will give you rest. Can I hear an amen? amen? That's the promise of Jesus. I will give you rest. Yes, my brother. Take my yoke upon you. Now, after coming to him... After he gives you rest, you have to do something. Not carry your garbage and go out. Leave that burden here. And you have to take his yoke. I've seen a yoke. Those of you from villages. How many of you have seen a yoke? Okay. A yoke has a double, a double what hell or whatever you call that. It has to be pulled by two. Not by one. So Jesus is saying, when you come to me, I will put the yoke on myself. You can come on the other side and now we can walk together. Most of the time we want the yoke to be on ourselves. But he says, no, no, you come and I will lay my yoke upon you. And he's going to show what that yoke is. Yes, my brother. And learn of me. First thing you will do when you lay the yoke, when on Christ's yoke on your life, the first thing you start to do, you start to learn from him. And what will you learn from him? Yes. For I am gentle. Number and one, I will turn your sorrow and your, your pain and I will make you gentle. gentle. The first thing that Christ will do to us, I will make you gentle. You will not be worried. You will not be screaming. You will not be shouting. You will not be going about and telling. You will become gentle. Yes, my brother. And humble in heart. And after I make you gentle, you will become a gentle man, a gentle woman, and I will make you humble. 
you will automatically have a servant's heart because humbleness is from a servant yes my brother and you will find rest for your soul one minute and now he says i am giving you a promise after you take my yoke i make you humble i make you gentle i am now going to give you a promise and that promise is Yes, my brother. You will find you will, you will rest, rest for, my, your for your soul. soul in the name of Jesus. That will be your portion when you lay your burden to Christ. You will have rest for your soul. Amen. Amen. Then for my for, for my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. It's not difficult. It's not burdensome. It's easy and and my burden is light. And my burden is light. You might have your burden. You might have everything. but now that will not matter to you anymore because you know that Christ is now with you you are walking with Christ amen hallelujah to handle our burdens we must do exactly what Jesus has asked us it is the only way we can be set free completely whatever be your circumstances amen hallelujah my fifth point only Jesus can deal with our burdens. If there's any one of you today in the house of God and you are going to some other place of worship and if they tell you there's someone else that can deal with your burdens, it is wrong. Because the scripture says only Jesus can deal with your burdens. Amen. Amen. There's a beautiful song I would like to sing and if you know it you can sing along with me. The chorus is if he carry the weight of the world upon his shoulder you know that song amen can we sing it let us stand up and <clears throat> if he carry the weight of the world upon his shoulder i know my brother that he will carry you and if he carry the weight of the world upon his shoulder i know my sister that he the strength to come to you to find rest in Jesus name we pray please be seated in God's presence 
Jesus is able to deal with every type of your burden. His invitation is inclusive for all. Number one, whether you're a Christian, whether you're an unbeliever, whether you hate Jesus also, whether you call him all the bad names, he still says there is room at the cross for you. Amen? Didn't we all, all find fault once upon a time? We hated that name for some reason. I thank God for the ones who were born in Christian homes. But the ones who were not born in Christian homes even hated the name of a believer. But it's by his grace. There was room at the cross for us. Amen? In fact, now the thing is, in fact, the first burden that Christ wants to deal with is that of sin. And that's the reason he came. He came to set us free from the burden of sin that prevents us from living an eternal life with our Father. Amen? We may not believe, please pay attention, especially the youth, we may not believe that sin will affect us because we are continuously doing it and we think sin will have no effect on us. But it will have. It will have in the present and it will have in the future. Sin will separate you from God. God wants to deal with our sin first. That's the first burden he wants to set us free. No matter how great your sin is. For an unbeliever there is big sin and small sin. No matter how big your sin or how small your sin. Jesus wants to set you free from sin. Sin is from the devil. Sin is from the devil. Sin will keep you in bondage. No one will know what you're doing. It will hold you in bondage until the day you come into Christ and say, God, I have sinned against you and I've sinned against your word. Jesus can set us free no matter how big our sin might be. My sixth point Jesus is motivated with love. Why is he doing this for us? He is motivated with love. Why would Christ want to handle our burden? Because he loves us and doesn't want us to live in bondage all our lives. Do you know sin brings sickness? Sometimes if you're sick, check your body and see. Check your life and see. Have I sinned against God that this sin has brought sickness to me? First thing, check that. Let us quickly turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says in 1 John 2, 1, My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before your father. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You don't have any saints to, to, to intercede for you. I'm sorry to, to, to break this thing for you. Your mother and father who's dead also can't pray for you. Many of us do that. Where we come from previously, we have the picture of our parents. We pray to them and say, pray for me. I have sinned. But the Bible says something different here. We have someone else. And it says... He is Jesus Christ. 
Only Jesus Christ pleads for your sins. Only Jesus Christ can set you free. And look at the last word. The one who pleases God completely. Amen. Amen. He loves us no matter who we are and what we have done. Can we quickly turn to Psalm 55 verse 22? Psalm 55 verse 22. And we will sing that song. Let us rise on our feet to sing this chorus again. Psalm 55 verse 22. The Bible says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And what he will do? He will sustain thee. Amen. Cast all thy burdens upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. As for me, shame on the cross number three he has borne our guilt upon the cross and number four he has borne all our sicknesses upon the cross so no matter what be it whether it's sin whether it's shame whether it's guilt whether it's sickness today there is deliverance for you in the name of jesus because everything has been settled on the cross nothing is unfinished because the bible says when it was done he says it is finished so matter no matter what be your situation it is finished at the cross so why trouble yourself there's nothing that he cannot handle for you no pressure so heavy he cannot take it away but because god has taken everything away for you in jesus name he daily enables us to live our life victorious in jesus name my last, my second last point, come to him and surrender. Come to him. Many of us come to him, but we do not surrender. Let us quickly turn to Psalm 68, verse 19. Psalm 68, verse 19. Praise, Praise be to, the, be Lord, to the Lord. To, to God, God our Savior. Amen. 
who daily bears our burdens one minute brother how 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 does he bear our burden daily can you say that one more time daily daily so we can come to him because daily jesus bears our burden not weekly not monthly not once in a year every day morning noon and night it means you can run to him and say god this is my burden bear my burden for me our responsibility is to surrender to him to give him all your anxieties your pain your frustration your suffering give it to him if we want god to lift off the heaviness from us number 1 we must learn to accept his yoke you must learn to accept the yoke we must learn to submit to his will jesus christ please pay attention to this jesus christ is not a place where we dump our burdens many of us dump want to dump our burdens on christ and go out and do the same thing you got it he is not a place for you to dump your burdens rather he gives us he changes our lifestyle to walk with him amen we then begin to think like him to move like him to talk like him because now we have taken his yoke upon us and that's the reason we have the mind of christ and that's the reason you are dead in christ in that's the reason you are no more alive it is christ who lives in you amen i like the song which says i surrender all can we say that god today i'm going to surrender everything i surrender all i surrender all all to be my blessed savior i surrendered you need to trust him amen in order to surrender we must learn to know who jesus is i like the other day pastor asked me a question and he says ask the youth who is jesus for you and that is so true and i was i was glad when i heard it and i said lord you're confirming your word you need to know who jesus is for you amen you need to trust him with all your heart no matter what be the situation you need to learn to trust christ even though i walk through the valley of shadow of death i will fear no evil the bible says i will never leave you 
I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. When we experience who Christ is, when we experience the love of Christ, I have tasted Christ. In all my life, I have tasted him. In my deepest pain, I have tasted his goodness. I can strongly stand and say, I have tasted Jesus. Can you tell somebody, I have tasted Jesus? That should be your testimony, or it should be your testimony of your children about you. My father, my mother has tasted Jesus. And that's the reason I see Christ in their lives. Amen. I want to conclude with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And I want us to look at the scripture very carefully today. It says, Cast all your anxieties on him. One minute. Thank you, brother. It's, in another translation, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God. All your worries and your cares to God. Amen. Continue, my brother. Yes. Because he cares for you. Because only Christ cares for you. I want you to tell your neighbor, Jesus cares for you. And now tell your neighbor, give your worries to Jesus. Amen. You might be standing here today. Today you might have been here and you're coming here. Maybe you know somebody who's struggling in life. Maybe you know somebody or it might even be yourself. You're having problems within your marriage. Or you know somebody who's struggling in their marriage. Today, just as we shared earlier, you can stand in the gap for somebody or come and stand for yourself today. Amen? Today is the day you will never be the same again when you walk out of this room. Amen. This altar is the presence of God where God is going to meet you at your point of need today. Amen. And if today you go out of this place the same, then it's not anyone's fault. It is your fault because you have not believed. It is you have not believed the word. And it will be according to your faith what you confess today. If you believe the word of God and you know the word of God is true. And if you're standing for somebody today and you say, I want to stand for this person just as God has put that burden into my heart. I am going forward for that person. Oh, I'm going forward for myself. I want to be set free today in the name of Jesus. Whatever be it, whether it's for somebody else or for yourself. Submit to him. Everything. Learn from him. Believe in him. God loves you. Amen. However, however, understand this. I want to close with this. He is not going to carry your burden without transforming you into the image of his son. Hallelujah. You got that? If you want God to take your burden... He will take you and he will transform you into a son. Amen. And you will become like Christ. Today, if you're coming forward, you're going to say, God, I want to be transformed into the image of your son. No more I want to walk as Claudie. But people should see Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. I'll be calling, I want to close with one scripture, Proverbs 3. That's one scripture that I love with all my heart. And I know pastor loves it also. I love this scripture. And I will quote the scripture everywhere I go. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. 
it always says, trust, trust in the lord completely trust in the lord with all your all heart. your heart and, and lean not on your own don't lean on your understanding today don't think is it possible how is going to happen when is going to happen who is going to happen what lightning is going to come that's not your problem your problem is just trust him yes my brother in all your ways acknowledge and him in all your ways in your thought in your word in your deed you acknowledge christ amen and he a promise do. comes to you when you do that and he will direct your path your crooked path will become straight in the name of jesus your enemies will become your friends the struggle at home the the sadness and the fighting and the chaos will become joy when you look at your your, your loved ones you will want to spend more time with them you will want to spend all your time with them because god is going to change every situation for you today in jesus name Amen. i'm going to have something different today as i call the choir forward i'm going to have the sisters of the council members and the pastoral team to come forward the reason i'm going to do this the sisters are going to be on my left and the pastoral team and the council members will be on my right i know many times ladies sisters you have a burden that you you feel shy to share with a man maybe there's something that you can't share with a man but today i'm going to call upon the sisters of the council members the pastoral team they are going to be here and you can share no matter what it is and god will meet you at your point of need can i call the sisters please the council members the pastoral team sisters quickly please come forward and i call the pastoral team so today you have no no excuse no excuse today you have a chance today is salvation for you today is deliverance can you come choir quickly please don't waste time today if you are standing in the gap for somebody you want to pray for somebody and if you're a man you can come this side if you're a sister or a lady come this side and they are going to pray for you as a choir ministers don't waste your time let us stand up and those who want to be prayed for quickly come and god will meet you at your point of need even if you're walking properly and even if everything is good come and pray and ask god god's servants to pray for you that everything will go well for you sisters come to save no matter what be your situation
congregation to stand, please. Is there any one of you who are struggling in the night having bad dreams and every time you are struggling because dreams are disturbing you and you are getting startled in the night I want you to come forward and ask the Lord Lord set me free from this bondage if the enemy is holding you captive and every time you are trying to sleep and you are struggling with it I want you to come Hallelujah is able to accomplish what concerns me today.
hand is moving now. Somebody receive the hand of God. His hand is open tonight to satisfy your desires. That's the power of the Holy Ghost upon you. That's the fire. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. In the name of Jesus. What a night. God has visited his people again. I'm sure your testimony shall be the loudest, Amen. shall be the biggest, Amen. shall be the mightiest. Amen. Never mind what is happening, what is written is superior. And what is written is in your favor and my favor. And this week, God will prove it to you. In the name of Jesus. I love that scripture. It said, Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and a heavy lady and you shall find rest unto your souls so that means the ultimate of tonight the end of the matter is rest over that issue rest walk into rest rest in your heart rest in your marriage rest in the office something you have been worried over by the time you resume on Sunday, you'll find that it is rest. Amen. Rest on every side. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Say, I am meek and lowly in heart. Amen. Now, the Holy Ghost spoke to me as I sat there. That you see, the meekness and the lowliness of heart. Is what helps your soul into rest. <laughs> the meekness and the loneliness of heart. Bring down the shoulder. Bring it down. I can do it myself. Bring it down first. Cool down. In Nigeria, we say farabale first. <laughs> Amen. So that when your heart is meek and lowly, you can see where. And when you see well, you go well. This week, you will see well. And as you see well, everything will go well for you. In the name of Jesus. On Thursday, we are meeting for VG night. Please don't forget. Make sure you are there and invite somebody. 10.30 p.m. VG night. I'm sure you have not forgotten. There is no holiday about VG night. There is holiday in town, but church is not on holiday. Is God on holiday? Eh, praise God. If God is not on holiday, we are not on holiday. So there is service, VG night, 10.30 p.m. on Thursday. Make sure you are there. And Friday, 12 noon, just like we have been told, make sure you are there and invite somebody. Praise the Lord. I'm sure the month of July shall be your month. Shall be the best month of this year for you. In the name of Jesus. So make sure you are in that service. Those two services will crown the first half of this year. And I know that your testimony shall be mighty in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your son that you have used. And everyone that stood on the altar to lead in prayers and to agree with your people. We agree together and we declare that every word 
every prayer dropped on this altar shall turn to us for a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Your soul you have used tonight, Lord, let your grace, let your anointing fall upon him afresh. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that this one victory night shall return everyone with a testimony in July in the name of Jesus. We shall find rest unto our souls in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Go in peace. The hand of God goes with you. The glory of God finds expression in your life. And as you return, it shall be with bountiful testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. As we pray, surely as the Lord answers us, we will pray. Amen. Congratulate your neighbor. Your prayers are answered. Congratulate your neighbor with a smile. If he's not smiling, smile at him. Your prayers are answered. Go in peace. Congratulations. Prayers are answered.